0: What is up? You are listening to another episode of Modern Guild. Nice. Thanks, did you like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite do. Yeah. Episode 20. <laughs> two decades in episodes uh of yep. of the pod. So I'll give myself a pat on the back and Fuck
1: are we on the big two zero?
0: Yeah, this is that's it. pretty cool. We talked about it in the last episode and we were like, that's fun, we should do something. And then we didn't, so. Yeah, I can't, well, I mean,
1: every episode's a special celebration, um, so <laughs> sick. Um, I can't remember too much of what I said on the bonus pod, but I, I hope it came together well. No, it was good,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> I got pretty glitched later on that night. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was good. <laughs> I think it was a nice length as well i think it came in at like 49 minutes nice which is yeah not too much for people to digest i hope and i think we also managed to um strike like a fair balance between not giving away too much about the movie and also providing enough context that people aren't just confused as fuck
1: yeah well uh there you have it folks yeah, but... the views <laughs> the,
0: the listeners might actually completely disagree because like we're probably so deluded about the what we're doing and it being oh, good <laughs>
1: real fucking profound yeah uh well i enjoyed it anyway It felt cathartic yeah and yeah i had run around town after that um talking to everyone i could about like the act of killing so you know
0: yeah you um On Friday afternoon, after I finished work, I went home and watched that. Um, We're just doing another act of killing recap now. (laughs) Fuck it. And my colleagues were like, oh, yeah, like, do you want to play basketball this afternoon? And I was like, oh, well, I've got to go home and watch this doco and do a podcast. And then they're like, oh, okay, like, what is it? And I was like, oh, it's called the act of killing. And they're just like, oh, that sounds like lighthearted kind of friday afternoon (laughs) activities like well yeah i guess it is um so
1: well you know that's whatever it's uh yeah it's one way to spend your friday
0: exactly i liked Uh, it actually i I, um basically just sat in the dark for like three hours um on like the middle of the day inside (laughs) with the sun shining um yeah mm.
1: (laughs) watching herman crossdress (laughs) dress.
0: man i just fucking can't get over that anyway this is
1: this could easily turn into another recap on um the act of killing and how you can have a group of murderers who are so accepting of uh their occasional cross-dressing friend you know but um so i woke up this morning Mm -hmm. and um was browsing the news and various bullshit uh and i had come across the alleged biden hunter biden photos
0: oh yeah right i
1: saw them all so
0: oh i need to look at them okay what are these um yeah Um, i was trying
1: to find them for you but i couldn't find them but basically you can see his dick and like you can see the chicks that he like fucked and everything um and it's like probably the first time in a while that i've been really disappointed with like right-wing conspiracy or or you know anything they've really let themselves down on this one because um, i kind of ended up liking biden hunter biden after it i was like ah. Oh. What a boss, you know. He's just sitting <laughs> there, like, big fucking cock out, you know, just like chilling with all these chicks. Just sort of like looking real gloomy, like it's a fucking
0: having like, a shit Death time. <laughs> yeah, 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 like not even
1: enjoying it. He's just got like dead eyes and a ciggy and like a little roll of fat, and he's just sort of like kind of like looking fucking brutal and there's this like, you know, super attractive woman behind them that are like, you know, they're not underage. So I can't even, like, what's the fucking conspiracy, you know, that Hunter Biden's got a big dick and he sleeps with a woman consensually. It's just <laughs> oh, so fucking lame. Oh,
0: I'm looking at these now. Oh, did you find them? Nice. Uh, um, Is this weird, like 32 second video that's just like playing through, like someone made a slideshow, but yeah, um, that's so funny. Uh, he's like standing next to the toilet with this like woman in her underwear yeah Um, yeah yeah i don't Um, actually understand what i'm looking at though like they just am showing one they're just showing one photo and like zooming in um
1: yeah (laughs) they're pretty vague eh? like um you know they weren't like super obvious what was happening yeah. um there's one of him like <laughs> weirdly positioned on a fucking couch where he's uh kind of just you know planking or something and he's just got a penis hanging down
0: well that's so like... normal yeah i like, don't know how it's just kind scandalous? of like weird shit
1: you do when you're naked you know like we've all yeah done it, so and... let's not pretend it's weird exactly. um someone did photoshop that and uh the twin towers in the background um that was the biggest <laughs> scandal of everything but you know i don't know it was pretty fucking base and like whatever
0: yeah do you remember that story that like one of my groomsmen told at my wedding about me like being like found naked by one of my like female roommates back in the day <laughs> no not entirely but yeah go um on. basically my friend was like working at this cafe so it was getting up at like 5 30 a.m on a saturday to go and start her shift um yeah and she, um, I walked, she was just like standing in the kitchen eating her cereal. And then apparently I just walked in completely naked, just like, hey. And she's just like, what the fuck? Um, why are you completely naked? And then I just like ignored her and just walked <laughs> over to the, to the fucking rubbish bin in the kitchen and just started pissing in it in front of her. And yeah she was just like jesus fucking christ and uh like went and finished her cereal in her car outside <laughs> uh, um, and luckily we're still like really good friends so that's shout out to that, yeah. kate for all of her tolerance and understanding
1: that's pretty <laughs> fucking yeah, that's cool.
0: yeah i can just imagine yeah. myself in the most like menacing posture just leaning in the doorway just uh, sweating out the previous <laughs> night like reeking of fucking durries and like oh, pop shit. and the pub you know <laughs> it's like yeah um so oh that's cold yeah, yeah it like was that. a <laughs> it's not a bad one no nah, that's, um, that's much
1: better see that's that would be a fucking more interesting scandal than um biden just clearly having sex with woman you know just does that show like just how fucking much this is driven by like online uh terminally online people who are you know sort of surprised that people have sex
0: uh i get you right yeah um that's actually a pretty good point like oh my god like look at him he's partying really hard like this is yeah fucking so weird it's like well he's got a dick (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) he's in the same room as this woman with his dick out like he must be doing something nefarious Uh. I saw, like, that snippet from the new Borat movie of uh, Borat trying to, like, give his daughter to Rudy Giuliani. Have you, yeah. like, heard that bullshit?
1: Uh, yeah, I saw the whole thing um, kind of unfold and I was not down to check it out. But, uh, holla. what's it about? Give me, give me the lowdown.
0: Oh, dude, it's just an absolute non-event. Like, all of the online outrage, um is a complete overreaction. It's like the... Kind of suspected. It's just like the left doing the same thing that the right is doing about Hunter. Rudy Giuliani just like fucking
1: adjusting his pants and everyone's like, he was touching his penis.
0: Yeah, and like... (laughs) But like, it's it's unclear what he was doing, but even if he was getting his dick out, like, if you look at the context that he does it in, it would be like a perfectly normal thing for someone to be getting their dick out. Like, Mm. he's... In, like, the bedroom of this hotel room um, with this, like, I don't know, vaguely attractive reporter. They're, like, having a drink together. They've been, like, touching each other's bodies. And then oh, she, okay. she's like, oh, like, let's um, go in the bedroom and have a drink. And he's like, okay, cool. And then she, like, sits him on the bed. And then he lies back and, like, gets his dick out. And it's just like, of course you would. It would be more of a scandal if he didn't get his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it's a scandal with Hunter
1: Biden as well.
0: And then like yeah. it's revealed after the fact that in the movie she's apparently only fifteen or some shit. So I was like, okay, oh, yeah. like obviously, yeah, don't get your dick out in front of a fifteen year old, but like he didn't know that she was fifteen and also she looks like fucking twenty five. So It's yeah, it's real fucking pathetic. Um I went to a comedy show
1: on Saturday.
0: Oh uh, nice. Are there people still making jokes in christchurch
1: <laughs> well no um as it turns out oh isn't. wow so. okay <laughs> um but this whole line has kind of made me realize like just how much people are backing on like anything remotely liberal and woke to sort of pursue their own agenda um, oh 100 you know, like, like the whole hunter biden thing is kind of hilariously autistic it's just so fucking like ridiculous that anyone would think it's anything other than just a dude just a like, to fucking and, and it's, it. what's funny man is it just dabs on the fucking incels that push the story so hard because he's just a big dick chad and he's just sitting there like you know just <laughs> asserting himself and like they would have to look at the photo which is hilarious to me like they had to fucking like look with their little eyes at like you know hunter just staring at the camera with his cock out <laughs> <kind> of just <laughs> face it like you're just cocking yourself by doing that so you know that's funny but that's a
0: good observation (laughs) (laughs) like he knows i bet hunter even
1: knew that they were going to be looking at it and he was like i'll just take it for them you know um and they can witness my penis but that aside i just (laughs) so i was at this fucking comedy show and um partway through the whole thing this dude just starts going on this big rant about like you know oh people are racist and and black lives matter and, and uh christchurch mosque uh and, you know and it's just like what what are you and saying it's just bro? like anything to fucking sort of jump on this you know like bandwagon to fucking further your own uh sort of political like your mm. own status and i i was kind of noticing on twitter the other day I was finding the same fucking thing where there's like all these people who like aren't funny and they have like you know john aikman's comedy like in their fucking twitter handle or whatever um you know very explicitly trying to state the fact that they're you know they are comics or some shit yeah (laughs) john's funny channel um and all just like fucking like virtue signaling so hard man like anything they can to try and like use that as leverage to get ahead uh to promote their like woke comedy um which in and of itself is just not, you know, ever going to be something that's entertaining. Um, no,
0: no. Um, and yeah. <laughs> it's it's far too common, I think, for people to find that entertaining. Um, hmm. But I'll show you what is fucking entertaining. And, like, I'm about to send you a link to something that is just, like, the perfect, um, I guess, example of <laughs> what I consider to be uh, relevant online content that i want to be consuming that i th- wish more people would just understand did you uh, get yeah. that link in the chat yeah, yeah yeah so i sent damon a video of this chinese twitter user called Pang Zai, who i follow who um his like favorite thing is just cruising around the countryside like smashing bears and ciggies like and talking about how much he loves living on the farm okay that's um cool. and in his other videos, he's just like chilling with a little like crew of uh, rural Chinese guys and they're just like smashing shots, um, just yeah. necking, necking beers and just talking about how much they love it. Um, um, I'll tell these you, men
1: will inherit the earth,
0: you know? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I've, just, I've just sent you one more, which I think All is right. better than the previous one. Um, and it, it makes me, um, <laughs> I actually kind of want to just be him. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I really well, um <laughs> I idolize what he's doing. Yeah. Here. Like, when you go to a fucking
1: show or like a comedy show or whatever, and you sit there and basically just have someone like try and, you know, be like, oh, we all need to do better. May, may, may. It's like, this isn't funny. I don't want to do this. And. <laughs> I contrast that with like being out on Friday night and just talking copious amounts of shit. You know, just kind of having like a nonsense conversation that oh, goes nowhere, it's but so it's so much hilarious. funnier. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a good way to live, man. Because you know, <laughs> oh fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good.
0: There's Vorteching bears.
1: Well, of course he's having a good life. You know, like you know, if you're just sitting around fucking yeah,
0: mash and brews.
1: You know, what's funny is that seems to be like a thing that I've noticed in those um like like i've come across multiple tiktok channels and stuff of people doing that of like these chinese guys who just sort of like like have like a collection of shots or something and it's just them filming themselves (laughs) shrinking and and just being like yeah fuck just did a shot
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe there's um like some sort of thing in chinese culture where like that's just like an insanely dope thing to do um
1: i think it's always been an insanely dope thing to do it's just that we've lost our way and now we think like an insanely dope thing to do is like you know uh like virtue signal endlessly or morality shame um Mm. which is just like two sides of the same fucking lame coin that get you nowhere but yeah like filming yourself in fact maybe (laughs) yeah maybe we should start orienting our content towards more You're of this just sort of thing.
0: smashing beers and <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> uh, taking shots of obscure chinese spirits um yeah, yeah. you know uh some sort of uh content pillar that would be really good actually would be like um importing just like shitty asian spirits and liquors um mm. and just drink, like doing like an unboxing or whatever and being like oh like this is this liquor that I don't know the name of because it's in Mandarin, and I'm about to try it and review it. Um, yeah. And then just get 500,000 TikTok followers. Fucking A, man. Yeah, um, that
1: could be. Uh you know stuff like that is just more in line with peak culture i it's you know it's really interesting seeing um this culture is like a manifestation of sort of like the downfall of society uh you know on the west and like the golden heyday like fucking america in the 1920s or some shit over Mm -hmm. in china and everything where they have this um you know like people like enjoying their life and not you know and being rich yeah. and fucking happy and, and everything and, mm. and that's such uh, an
0: interesting observation in the west everyone everyone's online life is just like <laughs> a part of this broader conflict that they like place themselves in oh. um, and and in, in these guys in china are just getting lit on twitter like loving it yeah
1: how fucking repugnant are you as a society if you're like creating a news story about a man like sleeping with women consensually you know <laughs> like you're yeah. just so fucking broken from the inside and out and yeah. meanwhile like nobody else cares man like fucking China's just doing its thing you yeah know? straight having a good time drinking shots and
0: um <laughs> I, yeah. so on the topic of china doing its thing and having a good time um <laughs> i watched another really interesting doco as i briefly mentioned to you uh on saturday Hmm. and it was on netflix um have you seen american factory Mm, no okay so it was a fucking really good watch man i found it really interesting um there were moments that were like awe-inspiring and also just sad and funny and anyway um basically it's about this uh factory in dayton ohio so like in the quote rust belt in the United States um that was formerly a GM factory which closed down I think in 2009 um and it employed uh, something like 6,000 people and um there was high paid manufacturing jobs so you know people could make sort of 60k a year US doing Mm -hmm. manufacturing and it was a really important sort of pillar of the community and all that just the, the usual kind of narrative that you hear about those good old-fashioned american factories you know in the midwest um and so after this place closed down it sat vacant for a while and the community was apparently somewhat devastated and then this massive chinese uh corporation called fuyao um bought the factory and started uh implementing like an american arm of their company um so fuyao are like um they're an auto glass manufacturing company so they produce car windows and windscreens and for Mm -hmm. buses and all that kind of shit and they have pretty close ties to the communist party as most large companies in the china companies in china do um yeah so anyway they um They received these like, it was like $6 million worth of um, taxpayer concessions um, to set up the factory. So first of all, they get paid to bring their business to Dayton Um, and they set up this factory that's gonna create, I think around like a thousand new jobs. So less than GM, but they're still framed as this positive thing. Everyone's really excited and everyone fucking lines up to like apply at the Fuyao factory. And then the kind of uh, called the meat and potatoes of the doco ramps up, right? So this sort of um, clash of cultures occurs because the Chinese executives and sort of Uh, trainers and stuff who have come over from China to set up the American factory um, have to come up against their new American workforce. um, And they need to sort of like figure out this way to compromise in terms of how to run the company. And the differences in the culture get really highlighted, like what workers consider to be like a reasonable work rate and all that kind of stuff and what the leaders expect out of their staff. there's this little like supervillain esque character called chairman chao who's the head of fuyao and he comes over to the factory in america and just like whips everyone into shape and he's just like you guys are not doing it well enough um and there's several reasons why that is that are probably not that interesting um but in the context of the doco it makes sense um so then he's like what we we need to do we need to ramp up production because like so far, Fuyao America is uh, losing money. So, they bring these American dudes over to the Fuyao factory in China um, to like immerse them in Fuyao's culture and show yeah. them like, how they do all their shit. And so, there's this crew of maybe about 10 or 12, sort of just like fat, middle aged white dudes with pot bellies and like speed dealer sunnies go over and they're just like completely out of their depth. They rock up to China. And it is this mental experience these dudes have, hey, like they go into this huge boardroom um, and they're getting talked about, talked to about how Fu Yao is strong and together Fuyao Yao creates the future. And that like when we work together, like anything is possible. Um, and they, these guys are just like, oh yeah, sort of like nodding along with these Chinese execs. And they, um, take them to like a variety of events to like show them how high worker morale among Fuyao in China is and they just have these massive union meetings where like the Fuyao workers union is like an arm of the communist party um and they sing these like anthemic songs about like the power of Fuyao and like how good the windscreens are they make when they work together and have like these like yeah. K-pop inspired Chinese like boy and girl bands singing on stage at these work functions. And like all the workers are just clapping their hands and on the piss, man, and just celebrating Fuyao. And they're just like interviewing some of them and like, yeah, like I have two kids and a wife. I haven't seen them since last year. I normally visit my hometown two times a year on my days off that I get once every two months or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And these guys just like, love Fuyao and go to work and just create car windscreens and work like 12-hour days for like fucking seven days a week and get like one day off a month and just go hard and love it, man. And it's like, you know, know in a previous podcast how we were talking about how there are fairly large segments of the Chinese population who supposedly don't have much of a problem with like the um, surveillance system, Mm. um, the social credit system and all that. Um, yep. And we we're talking about how their like tendency to place more of an emphasis on the importance of like a collectivist culture um, is kind of like one of the key veins that runs through the Chinese population. It's really like present in this doco. Hey, and That's just shows these guys make like a collective sacrifice for the sake of the company and just like revel in the glory of mm. like efficiency and achievement. Um, and then so these American guys Uh, leave China and go back to the States and then they try and implement some of the systems and like morale boosting methods and stuff in the American factory that they witnessed and took notes on in China Mm -hmm. and you get to see how like the American workers just don't have a bar of it more conflict arises and they start unionizing then you see the Chinese leadership swoop in and try and crush this union movement Mm -hmm. um, in order to try and extract more productivity from like their Western workers who they deem as needing like retraining or uh, recalibrating because they're not working uh, as efficiently as yeah, their Chinese staff And modes. like,
1: yeah. And <laughs> yeah
0: man, I'm not going to like, I won't uh, go into the sort of conclusion because I would recommend that people watch it. It's fucking really interesting. So, and I don't want to yeah. just exhaust the um, the details. But so I was like, okay, that's food for thought um you know had a good chat about it afterwards with francisca told my dad to watch it i was like check it out it's really good mm-hmm. and then the day after watching it i was like oh i wonder like who produced it oh fuck you yeah. i was wondering if you're gonna get yeah. to this all right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was like oh i don't know if i should bring it up or not but yeah you know, just so like, <laughs> do <a thing. laughs> who do you reckon oh
1: fuck i already know man um
0: no. oh did you did you just check it out Yeah well I thought I'd heard of
1: it before and then I was like ah, okay so So I was gonna ask you about the political bent of it and whether you thought it was pushing an agenda.
0: um, Yeah so it's Barack and Michelle Obama's um, production company that they have a licensing agreement with uh, with Netflix um, that produced it and yeah, it, um, as soon as I read that again, I was just like, fucking hell, like Damon's conspiracy hits home once again, the Netflix propaganda machine, um, yep. like sort of perpetuating this American suspicion of the East. Um, mm. And uh, man, it was really interesting.
1: I'm really curious. I, I will watch it, um, mm. but I'm very curious with your take on that like do you think because you know i you you never know right like you never know if uh this is just barack and michelle's like chill little thing that they're doing after the presidency you know and like they're just into movies now they're like they make movies and it's fun you know and like or if this is pushing a political agenda and if it is trying to like further the case against um blue collar workers as kind of like more outdated um, compared to you know and, and like lacking in their global acceptance and whatnot and yeah. whether that's being used to try to like you know open up the doors to china and you know i
0: just so i read in a guardian article something quite relevant to what you were just talking about um that in i think it was 2016 obama gave an address where he um said that you can't just bring jobs back so the American economy has changed and it's basically not going to go back to where it was. So that whole um, Trump narrative of making America great again, bringing back American jobs, res- restoring manufacturing, um, back according to Obama's position on it, it's too little, too late. Um, so it's really interesting because in the doco, after the Chinese leadership um, essentially deem it a lost cause, um, they, they give up on their goal of trying to instill high morale in the factory to boost productivity. They Mm. try giving the workers a pay rise, um, but the workers don't respond. Um, So the Chinese just start automating the factory. (laughs) Yeah. They're just like, they just start laying people off. They're like, yeah, dope. Like, we're going to fucking get it all sorted out. Um, So I think it does two things, the main narrative of the doco. I think it, like I said just earlier, like it perpetuates the sort of suspicion of china um and i think gets people on side with american industry and american american workers as the Mm. ones who sort of support more of a righteous cause um and two i think it is pushing the sort of agenda that like the stripping away of workers rights and the eventual replacement of labor with automation is um sort of inevitable now and that's what we're going to have to come to accept um Mm. which aligns quite well with some people's sort of perception of obama as the kind of like hyper neoliberal nazi <laughs>
1: yeah well um, i mean he was very beloved um and not very criticized for mm. the things that he did you know and i um my own opinion uh, throughout the US was always like the drone program was on like he mm. just fucking the killing of children is never something that i can get behind you know like and no matter what the excuses were about it it just was like this is happening on foreign soil man like you what you're doing is not impact you know like america's not impacted by this it's just america pushing its fucking uh you know dick into other countries and fucking with them and it's disgusting you know um and then yeah they, they like I can't look at it in the right lens, I feel, because, like, during that period, I was very, you know, oh, neoliberalism, oh, it's all good. Mm. But I remember the TPP having, whatever, Trans-Pacific Partnership, yeah, the TPP having, like, a lot of um, push behind it, especially from Obama and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, which would have
0: hugely enabled... um, Would have decimated American jobs, right? Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. you know um and similar things has happened in new zealand and australia um that you know amy uh when we had her on the pod had alluded to as well mm-hmm. um so you know like people are aware of it and they know about it um and obama was behind it so to think that he's just kind of like running a distribution company for um wholesome old docos you know made by nice people is kind of like maybe yeah. but maybe not well it's not
0: even distribution <laughs> it's production man so like oh yeah exactly yeah. he is making the, the the doco like he's yeah. at the reins um yeah and but yeah i think um like what you refer to um with the tpp and this whole neoliberal agenda of obama um, the globalists. Supports, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um it like supports the sort of idea that this doco is just like a sort of um corporate handout um, I think it's kind of like Obama had a lot of like social justice messaging and all that kind of stuff, but ultimately he was just like a, a corporate centrist. Yeah, um, and this this doco I think um, supports um, yeah the the neoliberal corporate agenda. Mm. Um, in that, whenever you're willing to sort of undermine the rights or values of workers, like ultimately it plays into the hands of capitalists. So um, yeah, interesting yeah. fucking viewing, man
1: and that those i mean like the gay marriage um bill that was passed was obviously like a, you know major win for social justice yeah um but man a lot of other shit is just kind of like pointless you know it's just sort of like unnecessary virtue signaling that doesn't go anywhere um and doesn't mean anything and is only used as a way to try and uh you know display whoever's doing its own sense of wanting to be like in a higher moral position despite actually showing that with any action of any kind you know like running around going back to that fucking shitty comedy event uh running around (laughs) on a fucking stage and screaming blm and making reference to like the mosque shooting as a problem of like you know internalized racism among every single person um does not mean you are a good person or better person or doesn't even necessarily help further a fucking agenda of any kind it doesn't do anything Uh, you know you you win the 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 pointless claps of um your other people who already agree with you (laughs) yeah but you're not actually dissecting the problem at its core Mm. Um,
0: yeah i mean ultimately i think if you care about an issue and you want to change people's minds on it and get someone to agree with you like go out there and help people right Mm. like ultimately most people aren't altruistic like people are inherently self-interested so like if say if you're obama and you really care about these social justice issues i'm not saying that he doesn't i just think he just cares about them in the wrong way i don't think he understands um that a lot of the things that he is in support of actually directly undermine his his other causes but um like and you're say you got 49 percent of the american population who uh are would consider themselves opposed to the black lives matter movement but mm. maybe not racist and you need to get them to somehow like support the social justice initiatives that you want to you want to carry out or push through like yeah you need to put things in action which will like through social justice will actually improve societal outcomes yeah and then let those outcomes actually impact the lives of people who you're trying to get on side do you get what mm. i'm saying
1: yeah, well, you know, Ray Dalio and Martin Shkreli um, both have been. I uh, will probably not Shkreli right now because he's locked in prison, but um, Ray Dalio definitely has like done actual investment into black community as a way to you know help them. Up, yeah, yeah. Which meant a lot more personally. I mean, and, and you know, like, Field would disagree with me, but like, I thought that was a more um, you know honorable gesture than putting N W A on a playlist to celebrate black
0: the fucking oaths. <laughs> um, yeah, no. You're <laughs> you know (laughs) know, like yeah you're you're (laughs) gonna trigger me here because i've like had some fucking recurring thoughts about this and like maybe i've even brought them up to you in the past but man ever since like the onset of the blm movement um it, it uh, coincided with like lockdown being lifted in Australia. So like I started finding myself walking through like uh, commercial areas more or like walking through a shopping center. And like suddenly you see like the Nike store, all the like posters in the windows of like their models wearing clothes, like they're all fucking people of color. Yeah. Um, and all of these companies and businesses are like jumping on the bandwagon to like their um trying to legitimate legitimize their own companies in order to push their own interests and wearing like the 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 face mask of social justice but like like you say if the likes of ray dalio is really investing in these companies like where the fuck is nike putting their money up Mm. you know what i mean and like i'm not i'm just using nike as like a random ass example because there are like essentially every apparel company (laughs) is doing the same thing that i'm talking about (laughs)
1: Hiring the minorities of the Uyghur Muslims actually, Hayden. So they they're you know, they're giving back
0: Oh fuck uh, Don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah, what I'm saying is like <laughs> these companies need to put their fucking money where their mouth is, not use Black Lives Matter as an opportunity to sell more products, um, mm. and prove that they give a fuck and have the they likes don't. of Obama call them out.
1: Yeah. But you know what they I mean? Won't. Like they of don't. course they won't, and of you, course. Yeah. Because they're just furthering fucking their own like agenda to sell you more shit you know? yeah yeah it's pretty fucking,
0: fucking it's disappointing man and it it um it fucks me off and it makes me lose a little bit of faith in in people in general because mm-hmm. you have to consider that there are fucking dudes heading up marketing campaigns like in a head office somewhere in like nike australia down in sydney and he's like sick guys so how are those black models coming along like yeah what's the, what's the update on that it's like, blacks. fuck you, bro. We need like, to
1: blacks to fucking wear yeah. our clothes. Yeah, like, so
0: like,
1: like yeah, he's Imagine like,
0: like getting some like sort of mid to high level like marketing salaries on like 90k <laughs> a year. And like that's enough for him to justify just like completely throwing away his moral compass mm-hmm. and just like, ugh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you know, if he doesn't, someone else will. So, Uh, yeah. And it's yeah. there's so many, like, token gestures that don't go anywhere, you know. And I think that's a lot of, like, the virtue signaling. The moment you start doing that, you're basically, like, guilty until proven otherwise, that you're just trying to do anything other than further your own name and agenda, you know. Like, uh, I was watching the debates, right, Um, the second one. Yeah. And I was sort of jumping on Twitter. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, I wonder what people are saying. And as soon as I got on there, there was, like... All these fucking people being like, um, you know, like dissecting every single thing that uh, Trump said. I was That's like, oh, you know, there's some dude talking about like, Trump's body, as a body language excerpt, Trump's body language shows disgust and potential lies about what he's saying. And I was like, oh, I wonder who this dude is. Clicked on it and it was just like, "Be that I support people of color. It's just like some fucking scrawny white dude. I was like, oh, here we go. Buy my book, you know, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just so fucking obvious at this point that it's like not even worth paying attention to those people because 99% of them are going to be completely full of shit. And the ones that aren't, um, you know, aren't even really getting any fucking airtime around it or like, you know, the actions that they're doing. So, yeah. Yeah. Like Tim Cook, I'm sure, is going to have like a, you know, they'll just bring out like a fucking black uh, fucking Apple product of some kind and be like, we stand with black communities and then just like <laughs> offshore all the fucking all the shit to like one of the slave camps, you know, and they're just going to get the fucking Uyghur Muslims to do it while praising Xi Jinping.
0: Fucking oath. Oh, well, that's how you run a business, Damon. Wait till we get these (laughs) these modern guilt T-shirts printed up, man. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We'll be able to chuck chuck them on a a black model. Yeah. Um, Uh,
1: They'll actually all be black because we uh, care.
0: Yeah, so. uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um you know what could be a cool ad for for our t-shirts dude is if we like put a t-shirt on a black guy and film him dunking and we'll run that <laughs> on instagram NWA. yeah <laughs> yeah um i think people would like that uh yeah, that's yeah. a really good way to tell people where we stand oh man that
1: that was definitely the cringiest part of the riots was that fucking playlist that spotify brought out you know like i don't i can't remember if i'm sure netflix had like you know some bullshit like celebrate black excellence with black panther gosh this makes me feel better about being white honey we're watching black panther tonight
0: (laughs) did you know it
1: all-black cast (laughs) (laughs)
0: all <laughs> right a bunch of
1: fucking losers though. god I hate them so much yeah.
0: oh and and I mean the black actors are as good as the white ones Did yeah. you? I mean who'd have known
1: yeah. if
0: you actually put them on the stage they perform quite well <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually met off. a
1: black man once we really got along
0: <laughs> um, they like the theatre just like us yeah
1: see honey they're people <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they live in the fucking suburbs, you know, like 40 kilometers from the nearest minority. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so fucking typical. Oh man, it makes me so the, angry. Just one, getting into it,
0: eh? One of the things, right now I feel like, you know, like Need for Speed Underground, the PlayStation game or Xbox game. Yeah, do you do. That, yeah. You do like the drift tracks, so like yeah. you get like more points the, the more hectically your car is drifting. Yeah. I feel like you and I, this podcast so far has just been like drifting around every corner, like in the red, and it's just like as close <laughs> as you can get to either side and spinning out. And we're just like, yeah. keep it going, keep it going, accelerate. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and,
1: yeah.
0: um There was. Exactly. <laughs> so what I was gonna say though, one of the things that really fucked me off about the blm thing as like a specific example um overcast like the podcast hosting platform um did like a segment that was like amplifying black voices and it's like here's a bunch of podcasts made by black people and they were like these token stereotypical sort of like topics that black people would be talking about (laughs) um and it was fucking weird man like Um, it just is so racist it's just like ends up being
1: these gestures are so fucking bad yeah Yeah, i think they really are yeah oh, like man. the putting nwa fuck the police into your like celebrating black musicians was just so like you've never been a person man. like you know what i mean it's just so fucking horrendous that that even got across the line without being like heavily fucking criticized um yeah the uh the fucking, maybe second to that was like cameos celebrate black excellence by oh flavor, flavor <laughs> fucking 50 bucks
0: coming home <laughs> At terry cruz get him to sing your mom's yeah. happy birthday get him to fucking dance for you for 70 dollars uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck here's lamar Odom, who's just kicked his drug addiction and like woke up out of a coma a year ago yeah, yeah. here's a hologram of tupac <laughs> <laughs>
1: celebrate it. Oh god, it's so fucking disgusting, you know.
0: Um New South Wales police arrest 14 over one of the largest cannabis seizures in Australian history. New oh, South wow. Wales police have arrested 14 Vietnamese nationals and seized more than 13,000 marijuana plants and what they are describing as one of the largest cannabis seizures in Australian history. That is a, such a fucking shame, man. A lot of cannabis. A lot of beautiful looking plants that should be in people's backyards. Yeah, we uh
1: we're counting down four days, man. Four days the first, Lucky the uh, referendum. Well, I mean, you know, we'll see if it passes. But, the results, um, you mean? Yeah. 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 Um, there
0: there, will is... there be two referendums? No, there's
1: just one, man. But um, oh, the okay. results haven't been counted. So we don't yeah, right. know what's, what's happening.
0: Yeah. I but, thought uh, you, because um, I know in some instances when referendums are rolled out, they have like an initial vote. And so like, it's like, yes. And then you, the population votes again to like confirm it. So I thought that yeah. was what you were talking about, but um, no, 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 no. We just, just get results,
1: the, the results, and f- mm. you know, um, to see if it's gonna pass at all. But
0: uh, oh man, fingers crossed. It's,
1: yeah. Well, who knows? There's been a big shift left. Um, you know, obviously with like labor getting in power and everything. But mm. I think at the same time, you know, a lot of those were maybe two ticks red, red being the labor party, and you know two ticks no or yeah yeah maybe yes the, yeah i don't know i think there's okay, a lot yeah. of people there who might like not be down with uh pot smoking dull bludgers in new zealand
0: mm, dude or whatever
1: the fuck they think you know who do. you
0: know who we need to pay a little bit more homage to man are the fucking 14 vietnamese dudes trying to bring thirteen thousand marijuana plants into australia that's
1: insane number they
0: they're doing a fucking i mean i think that they, they didn't actually bring them all in here they were <laughs> growing them here but yeah. um like those guys are doing a service to the nation Mm. like think about how like what a fucking little sitcom these guys are just like 14 vietnamese cats like yeah man let's just go grow some pot in australia like yeah what a dope life yeah man
1: well you know good on them for being so fucking loose like yeah exactly um that's cool they're living a good life
0: you know Mm. that's epic
1: man Uh, i want to go back to vietnam hopefully they don't get deported back to vietnam Uh, oh i'm
0: sure they will Oh. um it's pretty ruthless
1: yeah yeah they don't take drug offenses too well over there right i don't
0: think oh i mean they don't take them too well here <laughs> yeah true yeah um, that's which is why they'll be deported um yeah so um, that's
1: shit oh well that's pretty fucking ruthless um yeah.
0: it looks like most of them were on uh temporary visas of some sort one was here unlawfully so yeah they're gone um well, I hope someone else uh, steps into their shoes and fills the void. Will you? I won't be. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah, please, listeners. We implore yeah. you. Um, if it's... you're not going to grow some weed yourself, at least go sprinkle some seeds.
1: Yeah. How much weed is growing in Australia? I didn't really come across anyone. I was over there.
0: There's a lot. Isn't um, yeah. Right. Um, I yeah <laughs> I, I, will, I dare say um, yeah
1: i suspect <laughs> yeah yeah okay. i've
0: um i've heard some encouraging tales mm. um people just like in the fucking nat- nat- uh, national parks just like walk over a little fucking hill to take a shit and then oh hello just like and- a beautiful field
1: I fucking hear that shit all the time and that's never happened. And I've done hiking, you know, like mm. I've always wondered about what that must be like to just come across some bountiful field of, uh, you know, cannabis growing everywhere. I heard it grows everywhere in North Korea and oh, that's they also so dope. have legal meth. So, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, North yeah. Korea, I think, is the world's largest producer of meth, right? Oh, right. wow. Like the state manufactures meth. Yeah. Um, well,
1: get stuff done, you know?
0: Man, did you... <laughs> yeah, they get shit. That's true. They need uh, something since they have no fucking calories in their bodies. Yeah, um, yeah. Did you see recently um, Kim Jong-un, like, cried during a speech and apologized to the North Korean people? Oh, that's real sad. I know, right? Upset? Yeah. Because he's, he said he's failed them. He's let them down. Hey well, like, imagine... Really? Yeah, imagine assuming the mantle of a dictatorship from your psychotic father and then just realizing... Like, shit, man, like, I can't do this. These people are fucked. They depend on me, whether I like it or not, whether they like it or not. And like, so I'm totally just projecting these traits onto Mm. Kim Jong-un. I don't know what he's fucking like. Nobody does really. But just imagine, right? If you, the son of a dictator, and you have this power thrust upon you, and like, you're actually an empathetic person who wants to do the right thing. And you view clinging onto power as being the lesser of two evils because the the generals who surround you and are constantly vying for power and nipping at your heels would rule the country in a more tyrannical and violent way mm. imagine how fucking hard that must be dude oh definitely. and you're try you're trying to yeah. maneuver through this palace intrigue while the entire world wants to see you killed and your mm. own people don't trust you but the whole time you know within yourself that you are actually doing your very best to keep everyone safe like imagine that and they've had these hurricanes sweep through and wipe out their food crops and uh they've been ravaged by covid now and they can't treat it um yeah and shit bro he's in a fucking mirror of a situation
1: that's fucking intense man i'm just reading about this now that
0: is yeah. insane yeah and and he's got his wily ass villainous looking sister man apparently oh, um trying to yeah. fucking depose him um yeah so she looks Dog. like she'd be into a bit of femdom
1: she's pretty fucking ruthless, eh? <laughs>
0: she looks like she's found herself in a uh ukrainian hotel room with hunter biden in the past <laughs>
1: god i hope that image surfaces that'd be so fun uh, that would really so, make my year I would, um, w-
0: if anyone listening wants to deep fake that and send it to us please do yeah i'll we'll just push
1: it around anyway <laughs> yeah just because i need it yeah uh <laughs> fucking hell that's but yeah man um poor
0: guy. i'll send man. i'll try and send um kim jong-un an email and um see if we can get him on the pod yeah yeah that'll be good line up, um, up
1: somewhere between mcafee and um uh
0: whoever the fuck five. else yeah <laughs> yeah whichever, <That's> so <laughs> whichever black voice we're deciding to amplify that that week
1: yeah fuck that whole thing was so eh. jesus christ um i'm kind of glad it kind of went away uh the whole like let's bring holographic uh Deepak. celebrities back yeah
0: actually yeah that was like a a two-year niche thing right it doesn't yeah. happen anymore does it i mean oh actually my sister-in-law maybe. went and saw queen perform live recently and there was okay. a holographic freddie mercury there so sorry it's happening still is it oh yeah well i mean fuck uh, it like if you're gonna bring it
1: back you may as well bring them all back um you know i did you i don't know uh pff, probably not <laughs> jesus let the dead rest man um
0: like a holographic anwar
1: oh fucking hell you know he's like still getting tormented by demons um he has no rest i was thinking about that the other day that i'm sure for most of us there's nothing after death but uh for anwar i'm positive that there is and it's not pretty you know
0: yeah i actually think that there is some sort of more righteous positive force at work in the universe and that he's he's at rest Do you reckon? Yeah, man. Yeah. I think he's all G. One could hope. Mm, One could. Yeah um
1: so eugenics
0: uh um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. heard it works a charm
1: yeah so um i was talking to hayden and i was like pretty keen to dive into this crazy bullshit that i found um about eugenic dating algorithms um which i originally had searched up as sort of like a "ho huh, 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 that sounds funny um off the back of some like you know shit that i had read online um but uh, as it turns out, there's actually a push for this to happen. So I guess the best place to start
0: is probably it's so like... fucking sad. Yeah. Well,
1: you know. <laughs> um part of me, man, this this is where it's, it's a little bit I'm I'm kinda like, um, you know, is this just sort of like a an automation of something that we do already? Um and you know, that question can come up and we can approach it. Mm, okay. But basically I'm sure a lot of people are aware like the way that tinder operates um that it's a uh they, they build an elo score which is elo is from like chess masters it is sort of like a um you know function of your skill set uh so tinder when you're on tinder um they've developed this elo score which is your desirability rank effectively wow which is i didn't some, know this Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let me red pill you. Uh, They like basically have this function of like the number of people that swipe on you and, um, you know, I'm assuming they would have some sort of algorithm to sort of look at, you know, your photos and your face and see like how vibrant that would be comparison compared to like, you know, everybody else's. Mm -hmm. And they also check the amount of times that you swipe left to, you know, deny someone from your potential um, room. you would sleep with them in Uh, you know (laughs) (laughs) well put i'm like on the cusp of getting sick so my brain's a little fucked right now but like yeah um so that's kind of like Uh, how the whole tinder algorithm works is they they kind of like hook you in and show you desirable people the first time you're on the app and like whoa there's all these fucking hot chicks you know and then you like swipe through and then um they kind of quickly run out uh or i guess when i was on tinder they ran out because my elo score is low so you know you're just kind of like after that you're just showing like the dregs of society how Um, is the score calculated so it was never revealed um, Fast company I think originally broke the story back in like 2016 where they're like uh, released this thing on Tinder's desirability algorithm mm. and the suit this basically this like journalist goes to Tinder and um, discusses how uh, they're, Whole thing is ranked, you know, like whether or not you get more swipes or whether your profile's shown in front of people more, as well as like particular times of day that people might um, choose to swipe yes on you. So you know, if you're really hot, then um, God, they'll man. fucking show your picture like at the right time of day when presumably someone's like extra horny and is gonna say fucking yes um, to like get you know to like boost people using tinder right because it's just kind of like obvious that you're gonna fucking use it more if there's like all these people that are really like hot yeah and and you're gonna want to like swipe on them and shit
0: that also explains how like you meet these dudes who like are just real like single and pissed off in a bar or something and they're like Tinder's fucking shit man like I've been on it for fucking 18 months and like have been on two dates or whatever and I they're know, like nothing. really fucked off and it's just because they're not useful to Tinder as like a marketing asset
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much fuck that's you know? rough <laughs> and so they just go home and push the Hunter Biden story because they're so fucking shitty at life <laughs> 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 fuck him and his fat cock look at Biden yeah anyway so This obviously, like, has this, like, wider implication, um, where a lot of people have been worried about, well, what does that mean, right? Like, you're having a very small number, and we've talked about this pretty extensively, but, you know, we've had, there's, like, a very small number of dudes who are getting all the fucking likes because they have these, like, really high desirability profiles and guys are more likely to swipe yes, um, And so they're kind of, like, getting all the matches and then there's, like, just fucking the dregs of society that get, like, nothing, basically. (laughs) Um, So part of that is behind this general conspiracy that there's, like eugenic dating algorithms and large tech companies are kind of starting to orient society on where they think the matches should end up and and dictate like who you're ultimately going to end up meeting by making sure your profiles in front of people that they like assume you should be dating which is fascinating because like you know tinder can not twitter can shape the conversation right Mm
0: -hmm. like yeah
1: um when i was trying to get some more info on the hunter biden story i was like seeing hunter biden was trending on twitter i was like oh yeah fuck cool trying to look into it and the fucking trend kept disappearing man so they were clearly fucking with it and like you know suppressing it and yeah
0: 100 um
1: yeah which is a real pain in the ass it's super obvious when it happens as well uh but like lesser known is the fact that there's this um nefarious matching of people that tinder thinks should fuck and you know (laughs) potentially lead to this um you know new era of like genics where it's only the desirable who are fucking and then there's just everyone else who becomes either like um you know hyper miserable uh as a male or a female Mm. um
0: so and like that probably has like a flow-on effect when it comes to like health outcomes and shit as well man because i think like on some and i'm obviously fucking speculating here but i think like if you were more likely to sit at home less likely to be using your fucking dick and your balls to fuck people and like felt less less satisfied overall with your life because you like weren't having any dating success like your yeah. body would probably just be like all right time to die and just like slowly <laughs> fucking wind down and like you know what i'm saying yeah percent. So, like, yeah, they're like um uh, by extension probably shaping like society as a whole
1: well, you definitely get a little weird when you're celibate. Like like I had a, um, without going into massive detail about my sex life, I had like a period where I was sort of like, you know, I'm going to be celibate. And I. you can call that cope if you want. Um, I will be happy to, because it sounds like cope to me. But, um, you know. I, what I cope? You know when someone's like, oh, this is like a whole episode on itself. <laughs> you know, like cope is like um, when someone's like, basically exactly what i said like when someone's like you know oh, they just... oh yeah i'm having a period of celibacy and it's like nah bro you just weren't fucking getting laid you oh, know? they're I, just trying I to like you. cope right. with the fact and so they say stupid shit like that um, okay yeah so cope is to me one of the funnier like phenomenons of uh the terminally online and everything <laughs> is the fact that you see it like fucking everywhere now
0: you yeah know, i like, feel you well like i respect women too much to sleep with them yeah, it's, uh, yeah yeah it's
1: like so fucking you know every single male feminist is basically just coping um and then there's like you know the flip side of that there's all these hilarious articles that come out like why i'm 30 single and happy you know, i don't even need <laughs> to date men i'm just happy being at home drinking wine and watching obama documentaries and it's just like oh. Or just yeah. can you cope any fucking less like especially doing it publicly it's like
0: this uh has has a heap of close friends amongst his female colleagues <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. Ah, uh, ah.
1: nasty <laughs> um anyway so i was celibate for a little bit uh and i think it definitely made me quite weird eh? like not i wasn't like Frustrated or whatever, you know. I, I definitely wasn't saying shit oh, on the yeah. internet anonymously <laughs> <laughs> or harassing people. <laughs> you
0: fucking bitch! <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> text back. Um, uh, <laughs> you fucking bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you respond to
1: my DMs? <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely didn't do any of that but uh i definitely think like for extended periods of time being rejected by society is not good no and if you are using these like dating apps and shit and you think that you know like it just you've seen guys man you've met them like i've met them every dear listeners i'm sure you've met them like these fucking people who are just like so miserable it's like they fucking jump on tinder and then all of a sudden they're like think they're social pariahs or like the elephant man or something you know yeah <laughs> so true they, that's such society a good point he hates me i don't get any matches on tinder when in fact there's just this like you know dating algorithm that's mm. slowly sorting society and and mm. breeding everyone out um, um so that
0: <laughs> oh no sorry i um i cut you off i think
1: oh no um go on if you have a point. oh
0: well, i was gonna say like i would although this is probably nearly impossible to do i'd be so interested to um to kind of just like you know press a compute button and um see the results of how uh, accurately that algorithm can correlate to real world outcomes so like if you were to compare the sort of like organic online di- i mean sorry organic real world dating kind of like preferences and outcomes mm. and then compare them to what the algorithm like suggests and see how close it actually gets. Cause it could be that, like you said earlier, um, it's just automating what naturally happens anyway. And then like, who fucking cares?
1: Let's say we're all living in a bar, right? Mm. And-
0: It uh, sounds like a fucking dream. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, And, you know, presumably before Tinder, the bar is where most people met and whatever, Um, you know, and, and paired off. I just kind of feel like naturally in the bar, uh, you know, women uh gravitate towards people that are better looking, men with confidence are able to sort of interact with them more. And then there's mm. everyone else, you know, and they're just kind of there, like lurking around being weird. Exactly. Um, and, and to me, like, you know, there's macro implications of this that are really interesting because where you don't all live in a bar, and the fact is, is that people, you know, outside of the dating apps previously had met in other places that weren't sort of, you know, the predominant place that you meet. Um. But now it's kind of a little fucked because... You know, now we're all in this thing where everyone's kind of pairing off with whoever Tinder's deciding is desirable. And then there's just all the lurkers whose Mm -hmm. confidence is getting eroded. And what you're saying is fucking interesting because it's like, man, if you get rejected over and over and over again on something like Tinder. That just kind of like reinforces you're like an undesirable genetic defect, you know, like just a fucking human awful. And you're just, what's the point in you? And like- it fucks with people, man. Like, big time. I, I think, personally. The mm. people that I've met seem really affected by it.
0: No, I, I've you know? met people who yeah. are exactly the same. Um, that carries on to job interviews.
1: That carries on to the way that you conduct a test. Like, you think, oh, fuck, I'm not good enough for, uh, you know, so-and-so, but... Um, what
0: I've seen is that it carries on to the way that you treat other people. Like, I've seen guys become, like, toxically sexist as a result of perceiving themselves to be undesirable by women. Um Yeah. Like I've worked with dudes who just like treat women like shit and it's fucking confronting. It's um really weird. And like there was a period where I would try and, um, with one guy in particular, try and just sort of like show a bit of like compassion and understanding towards him and sometimes just explain to him like, Hey man, like if you just stop treating women like this, like you'll probably have maybe some better luck, like you give off this really like hostile vibe. Um And like he saw it as like a chicken or the egg thing. He's like, well, I'll stop treating women like this when they stop like treating me like a fucking insult or whatever. And it's just like, dude, it's like not a cyclical thing. I promise you, Mm. (laughs) but fuck, who knows?
1: Yeah, well, and there's a self-defeating attitude. eh? Like, Mm. you know, I've come across that and people are like, I've seen it um, from my time when I was like a recruiter as well, because I mean, the fucking job market is basically the dating market. Oh yeah, true. You know, um, um, and I hear people who are like. Oh, uh, you know, I'm just not fucking good enough. Like, you know, and, and like the the reason I'm not good enough is because of everyone else. Everyone else's problem. You know, and I'm like, oh, you know, like, maybe I can help you and tell you a little bit about how to, the fucking thing works and shit. And it's like, no, you only fucking get away with it because you're, you know, you're fucking white. Uh, that literally happened. I was fucking conducting and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to put you forward. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, well, fuck, dude, it ends up being re- like self-reinforcing you know yeah of course you become negative uh that makes you really hard to be attractive to some, uh and then you become more negative and then you think that it's something about you personally when generally it's not like you know maybe it's um within the job market it's generally you get like a fucking 200 cvs you know when you put a job ad up and you know 150 of those are like incomprehensible so you just end up throwing them away because it's just like oh it's a fucking nightmare you're not gonna read that you're busy right and it's the same thing you know with i imagine like a lot of women get like 200 fucking matches like i remember uh i was with my girlfriend and and she was showing me like what tinder's like as a girl and it's just like tap
0: isn't that fucking interesting
1: like like, yeah and it's just like fucking match 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 yeah and it's ridiculous you know Hmm. and i was kind of like butthurt about it eh? i was like oh replaceable right now. <laughs> it kind of fucking sucks. Hmm. Fuck this. I'm going to toilet. But um, <laughs> it's just uh I think it's like driving people to the point where they end up being like miserable participants, you know, within society um, and everything. Which again is kind of like reinforcing this whole um you know eugenic standpoint. Because I I think I was trying to fucking use like the bar as an analogy uh yeah within that if you have like a small number of winners and a large number of losers um you know then the winners are just going to be like well just be yourself you know because they just they can't see why it's working for them and they just kind of assume that it's something about them which is pretty natural when you're you know when you win and you can't entirely see why but um the rest of them end up being losers and then having to cope with the fucking fallout of like how you know shitty it makes you feel
0: (laughs) Mm. do you Um, think um this is like i don't even know if this is like an okay thing to say as in like is this like (laughs) humanly acceptable but do you think that as a rule um from an evolutionary perspective people who match off are matching off because in the long run their reproduction is what is best for the human species um
1: maybe man so like when i was researching this uh you know well hold, hold on let, let me like consider that for a second is this benefit is it just well kind of yeah and, and like the thing is is you know, you would
0: have to imagine that right
1: well yeah since the 1920s like when i watched um you know this is how uh well versed i am in this as you know watching movies from like the 1930s and 40s um using that as my like references here uh because i don't have anything else (laughs) um is like the concept of punching above your weight is well and truly alive back then you know and that's well before we like had you know it's not like a recent phenomenon i guess is what i'm saying and i'm sure that there's there's nothing coming to mind right now but um maybe from some like old novels that i've read is alive and well in there as well so i think this notion that there's you know people within your sort of like band of acceptability Mm. um is always kind of existed forever you know and it's not like people you know like who are uh conventionally attractive traditionally date unattractive people i think it's just more the fact that nowadays everyone's kind of using that as a way to try and date and maybe like historically you would have been like oh well didn't have any luck at the bar maybe i'll go to church and then meet someone there you know or maybe i'll go to fucking the dance or i Mm. I don't know like the the cafe i think um
0: i think (laughs) a lack of community in modern society would must be a real impediment to um people sort of like romantic ambitions because i i can imagine like you say, the cafe or the church or these other places that act as sort of like social institutions or places that bring people together must be a really great way for people to be able to um, demonstrate the value of their personality and themselves as a person over the long run Mm -hmm. in a really like organic setting. Um, And in that way, probably be far more like competitive in terms of finding potential mates. Um, But I think because all of our social life has now largely pivoted to like the online thing or bars (laughs) Mm. um and that like our our cities are planned around finance and commerce as opposed to community um that would probably have um like an exacerbating impact on that the sort of like lopsided um array of outcomes as well hey Mm. oh yeah absolutely and like uh,
1: like I said, like the job market, that's fucking kind of similar. And it's getting to the point where I think a lot of, there's like a lot of, because there's such a mis- mismatch between like, um you know, like back in the day, you get a degree, you kind of like guaranteed a job, whereas nowadays that like totally isn't the fucking case. Um, So there's just so many more have-nots, man. And like, there's just so much more of a fucking unequal distribution than there was before.
0: And um, I think even more so as well that those effects compound as well, right? Because like you have the, for lack of a better term, cream of the crop getting most of the desirable jobs, which then sort of that translates to being a desirable trait in someone to date. Mm-hmm. So like the, the cream of the crop in both of those worlds um, can kind of uh, become this hyper desirable class or whatever, yep. um, which sounds like horrible and toxic to say, but like, I think is really the case.
1: That's the eugenic dating algorithm theory, yeah. It, it's good. So, um, well it's not good, it's fucked, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good as a theory. Yeah, it's, it's good as it's a conspiracy.
0: Good as something to talk about. It's yeah. fucking interesting. Assumably like why y'all conceptually <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um Yeah. If if you want Um, something to make you feel shitty about yourself, come swing by modern (laughs) guilt.
1: Yeah, listen to my tincture driven fucking (laughs) conspiracy (laughs) theories. Yeah man, so you know, it's all fucking algorithms and shit. Um so Upon doing research for this, I, I actually there actually is genetic dating apps that are uh, people are trying to make, um, which is kind of like just an overt fuck you to everyone. Uh, you know, like the, the, I think the Tinder thing is fascinating because you, you don't need to have this much tech involved to just kind of mm-hmm. have like a eugenic dating algorithm. You really just need like a little bit of like facial recognition and, you know, like a fucking how many people actually find you desirable. And then it's kind of like, that's it. And it doesn't even seem nefarious on the surface. It's just kind of like... Um, you know, you can get away with. Yeah, I get what you saying. Program without actually running one it
0: just happens to be how the things look that your program is analyzing yeah. but because the
1: elites uh at harvard are such fucking dickheads um there's some fuckwits there who are trying to make an actual genetic dating app uh where you know they'll match up your genes to someone who has like an appropriate set of genes for you um for like a proper fucking
0: hell man genetic dating fucking
1: nightmare i know mean, it's gonna yeah. use it though it's kind of like the funny thing so vice um, did this whole article on it um yeah okay decrying like you know oh white supremacy Uh, you know and how is this going to affect trans people
0: and it's just like
1: you fucking assholes it's just a
0: perfect example of why vice uh has fallen from grace um I know they... I can't remember the name of this uh, this app now, but there was a service that was essentially um, a dating app for people who went to Ivy League colleges in the States, <laughs> um, which is pretty fucking gross. Well, there's and a... I'm so sorry to interrupt you. There was also one that was launched in Australia, actually, for people who went to private schools. Yeah,
1: well, you know, the thing about that stuff is I kind of feel like those won't take off because the people that actually go to them are going to be, like, losers, Um, you know? Mm. Like, it's going to be, like, everyone that kind of, like, has, is coping real hard with the fact that they're not where they want to be in their life so they have to go jo- join an elite dating app Um there is actually a secret to do um, that if you crack a high desirability score you get into so what
0: the fuck Are yeah this already
1: exists man Like, and it's fucking it's functional as well and it's like basically you have to hit a certain level and then you're invited on
0: so um, like you get a notification on the app and it's just like hey you're now considered the best yeah pretty much uh, jesus fucking like christ
1: secret celebrity version of tinder um it's called tinder select yeah what so it's a members only thing but you have to be like you know extra sexy to get in yeah there, So
0: that is insane i feel this has making me feel like a mad boomer man
1: yeah yeah um, man it's pretty out there so how do you know
0: how long this has uh been a thing for
1: um no so it was like first reported back in 2017 um i'm just reading like a tech crunch thing on it but basically it has been around for like a reasonable amount of time tinder hasn't i think formally commented on it but it's like meant to be for like the one percent of people that are like super fucking attractive that they can like you know
0: man so that is fucked up man that is yeah. that's really ironic as well because you know like I know that the majority of people don't use Tinder for forming relationships or long-term relationships but yeah um, if I was to ever match with someone who I knew had formerly been on Tinder Select regardless of how attractive they were I don't think I could ever fucking date that person hey
1: Oh yeah no <laughs> like it would no be way. fucking yeah. gnarly <laughs> Yeah no I think it's like a that's a fucking Dead um, one, you know, it's kind mm. of there's like a few things like that that I have where I'm just like, yeah, it's like an instant no.
0: I'd be really um, interested to see or to to know, um, like how frequently legitimate celebrities create Tinder profiles. Um, I think like reasonably,
1: reasonably often. Um, I know that there's a few, few kind of like people that had were fame. I, I think Paris Hilton had one or something, or you know someone more relevant i'm sure i mean I had one
0: she could also have just been paid to make it and then you know use it for a couple of weeks and not sleep with anybody and then boom sure. um, there's a massive fucking pr move yeah um
1: a lot of those people were kind of like i think they're pretty bored though man like doja cat used to hang out on like weird online chat groups um mm. you know so
0: yeah well i, I think like very famous people don't have many people they can relate to. Um, And particularly if you're, like, on the road or whatever, if you're a touring artist or if you're in a foreign city. And I think a lot of the time, like, people glamorize it, but a lot of the time you're too tired to fucking go out and, like, party or meet someone or meet link up with these other fucking famous people. And sometimes you want to just stay in your hotel room and talk to someone, and, like, those chat rooms allow you to do that, like, relatively safely as, like, a celeb. Yeah, well,
1: I'd imagine... When the euphoria of meeting celebrities is worn off, and you realize they're kind of like deeply flawed and narcissistic people, you're just saying that because of Cope. Not. <laughs> Gosh, the real interesting people are at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Why I'm happy being single. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think. <laughs> Of the celebrities I've met, they fucking sucked, okay? So that's what I'm going off. There might be some out there that are, like, really interesting, but basically every time I hear about someone beating a celebrity and they're like, oh, yeah, they are actually really normal, that tends to be, like, the most positive comment about it, Um, you know, and and the rest of it is just kind of, like, shithouse yeah uh, yeah i I'd imagine they when they've realized that that sucks and that every single person they meet is going to kind of hold them in this weird light of like oh my god you're uh you know you're Mike Hosking wow
0: you're <laughs> <laughs> Mike Hosking
1: you're Alan Jones
0: <laughs> what a fucking <laughs> disappointing celebrity to encounter I know hey. there are some people who like some celebrities I would encounter and I would experience like negative awe you know what I mean so like, <laughs> like a lack of like fucks to give like less than a normal person and like mike hosking would be one of them Um, he's just
1: not even talking to it uh, right such a fuckwit like meeting like hunter biden would be looks like it'd be kind of fun
0: that'd actually be pretty loose although like imagine how like paranoid and careful he must be right now he would like I'm sure his his days are behind him. He's like too just like broken and damaged from all of this publicity.
1: Yeah, true. Do, do you think he cares though? Because like the whole thing, like part of me makes me think like maybe he just released those photos just to try and like <laughs> dab on people, you know, and be like, "Yeah, here's me naked."
0: Yeah, I think soak it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think he would. <laughs> I I think those kind of like global smear campaigns are pretty fucked up to have uh, you know carried out on you.
1: Yeah, that must suck, eh?
0: It must Waking be so brutal. Yeah. Look at
1: Hayden's dick!
0: Yeah. That would suck. Look you at know? it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hayden uh, sleeps around with woman! It's just like... <laughs> fucking, yeah, it's pretty... That would fuck with you.
0: It would be it fucking really would. crazy. Um yeah. Particularly because, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out the media is only uh you know portraying one edge of a uh, 3d dodecahedron that is your yeah. personality or whatever the f- <laughs> i don't even know I have a th- is a dodecahedron a 3d shape
1: uh i think it's a 10 10 d shape a ten well, oh sorry d- no it's got 10 sides it's, it's a 3d shape yeah a
0: dodecahedron right. yeah I think it's all right. I think deck means 10. Um, you, know. you were close. In geometry, a dodecahedron is any polyhedron with 12 flat faces. Oh, you were very okay. close. Yeah. yeah. Although yeah. deck, 10, decade, you would think 10. Um, anyway, but these things yeah. can't be trusted. Even geometry yeah. is uh, nefarious. Nothing um, exists. It's all fake. So, um, what I mean, though, is like that, you know, one edge of a complex shape um, is what the media choose to present. And, um, you like individuals real people have to deal with the fucking the fallout of the whole world thinking you are this two-dimensional fucking thing (laughs) um
1: yeah man i fucking lived with a minor celebrity for a while eh uh and it really fucked with her like she was, was it? a. was uh, not want to say her name but she okay. she was basically i'll tell you like off the yeah turn, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know because I, I have a lot of respect for her and i'm not that anyone i think would message her yeah uh, sure. just, you fucking bitch
0: <laughs> yeah you, you fucking lived with Damon from guilt. modern guild <laughs> yeah <laughs> you Answer piece of my shit. <laughs> right now <laughs> <laughs> tell uh, me what you think of my dick <laughs> yeah
1: Nobody loves me!
0: Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: you guys wouldn't do that, would you?
0: <laughs> oh, some of them would, for sure. You filthy fucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> A real audience abuser episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all right. We're just uh, you know, on, on that uh knee for yeah. speed drift track man. Yeah, Getting right. a little
1: too popular, I've been noticing. Um anyway. <laughs> uh yeah. So my buddy that I used to live with was really um insecure. So she had basically been on this like uh reality show. Um, mm. you know, like one of those like let's make them famous shows and for
0: Can we bring this person on the pod?
1: uh i could hit her up yeah let's do um it. she's pretty pretty fucking like chill now i
0: that's cool let's do it But
1: yeah i i, I could hit her up because I, I i like her a lot she's really cool. yeah um anyway so she had been on it was something some modeling thing probably like new zealand's model or but i don't watch yeah, those shows i, no, I don't know you. what they fucking called new zealand new, new zealand's top model, model something like that yeah yeah that's yeah. it that's the one um and she had basically been portrayed as like a complete fucking you know like like just like the bitchy one and mm. It was bullshit because they just edited clips together and just made her out to be like really fucking rude.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, And man. Did you, sorry, did you live with her at the time that it was being aired or did you live with her after she'd been on it? Like the year after, you know. Yeah, okay. Or something something like that. Pretty close to the time
1: and i i don't fucking know cuz i live under a rock so you know i did, like i had a few friends who were like oh my god we totally recognized her she was the bitchy one and i was like oh really nah she's chill man she's fucking really nice you know yeah lovely person and everything um and it just she used to like talk about that sort of thing like about how it impacted her and um just how bullshit the whole thing was fucking strung together and stuff and in the fact then what's really fucked up is like after that she still walks around to this you know presumably not to this day because now we're talking like 10 years ago but Mm. um was walking around within like you know three four years after that thing had fucking aired and still kind of like had hang-ups about it and fair enough Could you Mm. imagine if anyone had portrayed like you as sort of like being kind of like a cunt or something yeah
0: if you're a public enemy man that's fucking gnarly yeah you'd kind of
1: always be trying to like overturn the image or if you're martin shkreli you just roll with it oh yeah some people
0: (laughs) some people embrace it right um yeah well i mean
1: and i can understand why they would like it's just like a fucking outrageous thing to happen to you like that it would fuck with your psyche definitely this
0: reminds me of the fucking incredible jay-z lyrics man like um went from the favorite to the most hated but what would you rather be underpaid or overrated
1: yeah true you know Boom. big trade-off hey yeah yeah go ask dr faustus you know take mm. the old man's advice. fuck all Bring that out. shit you know it's just the, the, it's never worth it man i it must be better being in poverty than being like forefront of fucking media hate jobs you know oh,
0: yeah anytime yeah. um
1: the prize is horrible
0: although um, i i feel as though some people are able to get to a level where they're pretty well insulated though um i guess like it's got to be a a, a space in your head where like you are well enough adjusted that you can kind of keep it all, all at a distance and if you have good people around you like i think um but yeah fucked if i know i'm just walking out mm. of my ass um yeah hmm. well <laughs> we are at a minute an hour 30 rather <laughs> we should do a one minute and 30 second long podcast one day just screen
1: obscenities and see how it goes
0: well yeah. uh yeah we, we could do that um <laughs> yeah. i would There's be interested no, in in doing that yeah. um,
1: um maybe explore the uh character of um the face the, the white li- yeah the face <laughs> <laughs> that'd be much better As we say the white liberal sitting at home fucking you know mm. uh, but yeah whatever fuck those guys <laughs> <laughs>
0: um apologies to the audience who have no clue what is meant when we say the face um <laughs> you will soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah once yeah. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, okay. So, thank you for listening. Hit us up on IG at Modern Guilt Pod. Hit us up on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> the Modern Guilt dating profile. Please um, reply to us. Oh. <laughs> 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 Please reply to us. <laughs> That's uh, why this whole
1: episode is just one long cope. For the fact yeah.
0: That <laughs> <it> was- <laughs> yeah. No one wants to date the both of us simultaneously, (laughs) which is confusing and- We're an attractive, dynamic duo! Uh, yeah, um, like, we're just sort of not trad enough for most women, you know? Um, Yeah. Most people think that dating two people is weird, but people are just intolerant. Yep. Dating Damon and I as a tandem is really rewarding. Um, you get to listen to Modern Guilt, but for your whole life. <laughs> um, yeah, I think mean, it's can, like having
1: your cake and eating it too. Yeah, so.
0: we can podcast yeah. you to sleep live. <laughs> um, Bring up interesting can, uh, theories and constantly need piss breaks. <laughs> um, That's so true. You're, are you putting sunnies on?
1: Oh, man, I've just got this desk of shit. Here. Like, it's just there's so much shit on it. Like,
0: just there's like a. Oh, fucking it's not knife too bad. Man. And, nah, dude, there's like toilet paper and, and coffee cups. Paper. And like, okay, yeah, you're getting pretty rough.
1: Old coffee cups everywhere. And- some pomade and like just various face gloss so i just kind of picked stuff up throughout the pod and so if you're <laughs> hearing sounds so that's generally what's going on uh,
0: i thought you you felt like we just reached a point where it was appropriate for you to be wearing sunglasses and i'm just like whoa this is <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah yeah um, and, uh, i'm just living
1: in filth right now but yeah anyway.
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> um we should put a call out as well um any of our listeners who are writers um we are uh open to submissions for publication on our website as well so um holler at your boys mm. um anything yeah, else to add <laughs> do you have anything else to add oh right yeah yeah, yeah.
1: no i uh, we're always looking for like new fresh perspectives and whatnot so we've got some juicy shit coming and dropping uh if you want to be a part of that hit us up yeah. wherever you
0: know sounds fun good yeah. um also um, michael hudson has asked if we can implement a uh, like a a listener mail segment um oh, yeah. so for whatever reason he wants up to hear us reading out emails and letters from people um, which okay. could be like <laughs> cathartic and soothing i guess uh, from yeah, like wait, a send us ASMR to perspective <laughs> yeah fucking send us. we'll fucking
1: give you some on-air advice um you know as um, experts mm-hmm. on upping your elo score uh, again um, coming as a new patreon <laughs> only um so, so. <laughs> get to the top of that eugenic dating or algorithm
0: or if you want to uh want to send us some like anonymous incel tirade um yeah. that you want to just project into the world then we'll read it up and talk about how much you yeah. hate women if and- you need help
1: Hating on people that aren't replying to your DMs. Fire it over, and we can maybe yeah. like fix your grammar uh, and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: If you uh, you need anyone to send a dick pic to who will reply, um, yeah. will reply <laughs> in one one way or another. With a one out of um, ten rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a zero on the um, zero to Hunter Biden scale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no Ukrainian hookers out of ten. Um, okay. Uh, okay. All right. Let's call it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Thanks, for Thanks for listening, everybody. Love yous. Bye. Yeah.